0: welcome to the houdini rc heli podcast chapter six today's date is 5 31 2020 welcome guys happy to have all of you back for another show today we have the duo brent and kenny
1: hey what's up guys hey guys welcome today we're gonna go over a couple
0: things we may keep it a little short for topics some of the topics i'm gonna Try to move over from my stuff to next week, maybe, but I'll try not to dig too deep into stuff, but still kind of crunch on some topics that I have. Main topics, we may go over one or two, try not to get super deep in them, but it's a short topic that we have on the docket anyway, so it should be easy to get through. Shouldn't have any jitters.
1: Sounds good. So who's going first? I'm
0: not going first today.
1: (laughs) I'll go first, I guess. So let's see, it's been a few weeks. All well, school finished up about, what was it a week ago? A little over a week ago. And so got all the stuff moved to my new classroom and all set up for next year. So just waiting to see what that will look like. I guess tomorrow the education superintendent is supposed to come and, and speak or something and tell tell us what it's gonna look like next year or what their recommendations are. So that should be interesting. Waiting to hear from about that. Nice. Um yeah, other than that, just like with family stuff, just been getting out more, you know, going places, doing things, doing some stuff around the house.
0: Getting back to normal life then.
1: Yeah, kind of. It feels more normal to me. Just more wearing a mask, but getting close Closer to normal than it was in a couple of weeks ago, that's for sure.
0: That's cool. So I've just been working like crazy work yeah. and sleep and work and sleep and trying to get stuff done around the house, but don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I have more important priorities working on helicopters and doing yeah. podcasts.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And Kenny, you've been doing okay.
2: Yeah. Things is normal. Let's see, we missed last weekend. But did my normal thing, went out flying with a couple other guys out in Kingsland. And again, well, last week was in the month. So my position, the industry I'm in relies heavily on revenue, as most companies do. And so (laughs) last week was a push. Uh, Get as much as you can get billed. One of the owners of the company always, his saying is bill, bill, bill. So I am a corporate service manager for a John Deere distributor for Texas and New Mexico. I'm heavy into paperwork as well. So I can turn a wrench on more than just a helicopter and I can even type. So, hey, I'm multi-talented.
0: <laughs> can you write in cursive?
2: I can. <laughs> and it's even legible. Nice. Just don't ask me if it's spelled right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Spelling is not my forte, to say the least.
2: No, not mine either. Although I do try. So yeah, it's been good. Been good.
0: So Kenny, we missed uh, going over some some of your sponsorship stuff last week. So we'd we'll jump into you first and go over who, who are all your sponsors and you know if you have any story behind them or how you got into it.
2: Sure. My very first sponsor was Curtis Youngblood. That started back in about two thousand seven, and I was a team pilot uh, rep, you know, as they call them. And then I knew Curtis very well with a buddy of mine, and you know, we we hung out with Curtis at as much as we could. So we got the unique pleasure of being able to test models that wasn't in production. So that was that was awesome. I did that for several years, uh, but the writing was on the wall. Curtis was going in a different direction, and he eventually did. Anyway, I left the team uh, just before it disbanded. And then from there, I started flying, still flying for now, which is only fine helis. They are one of my main sponsors, Shannon Turner. Uh, he's one of my main sponsors. Good guy, good company. Most people that buy model helicopter stuff knows who Shannon is now.
0: Yeah, he, he's definitely made it into, I wouldn't call it the front line, but he's definitely up there in the well-known well, hobby shops. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, there's, there's some larger hobby shops out there, uh, but Shannon has positioned himself well. You know, Urch is a good example where Shannon's sitting at center stage he gets to see things from bird's eye view, if you will. So he's done very well in his hobby shop. Although it is, it is family owned. Shannon does most of it. Most I, I can't say most of it. I don't know their hierarchy of the family, but I know Shannon's a big part of it and his family helps a lot too with it.
0: Don't get him in trouble with the wife. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or the kids
2: or the kids. So yeah, great company, great group of people. Then my other sponsor is Synergy, Matt Botas. I've actually hadn't been flying for Matt, and that's a long story I won't get into, but I haven't been flying for him for very long. So I fly Synergy helicopters. I also fly Hobby Wing ESCs. wing has been sponsoring me as a team pilot now for several years again hobby wing is awesome 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 product it, it is hard to beat that that esc of course everything i do is aircraft i don't really uh helicopter related i've got one airplane in my fleet and maybe i shouldn't have said that on a helicopter podcast but ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all have at least one plane in the trash can
2: Yeah, there's some of the guys that I fly with that have not ever seen me fly an airplane. But I can do it. I can do it. I'm not bad at it.
0: Just don't roll inverted and pull pull the throttle.
2: Yeah. No, I haven't done that yet. I don't fly them very often. It, It was funny. You know, flying model helicopters, that gives you a different perspective in the... And picking up an airplane is really second nature. It's it, they're e- I say they're easy to fly. Most of the ones that I have flown are easy to fly. I'm sure there's some out there that is very difficult. But the ones that I have flown are very easy to fly. So it was me and another friend of mine, and I was helping him get a model set up out at the field. I hadn't flown an airplane in a very, very, very long time, but he had an airplane, and so I was helping him get this airplane set up on a radio that he's never used, we got it set up and everything, and I took it out on the flight line, and checked everything over, and I took off, I flew it, made some passes, did a couple things, and then I came in and landed it, there was a group of men behind me that were all standing up and watching and surprised that I could fly that airplane. In fact, one of them said that I flew that airplane better than most of those guys flew it that had been flying for many years, flying an airplane. And so flying model helicopters helps.
0: Yeah, it definitely
2: does. And then my last sponsor, which is new, and I've mentioned this to Shannon, but I, I don't think I quite said, Shannon, hey, I'm sponsored now by Bavarian Demon. <laughs> <laughs> but Bavarian Demon is a new sponsor of mine. And so that's Flight Control Systems.
0: That's and, the uh, Axion?
2: Correct. Axon. Axon. Uh, they have the, the – and that's the ones that I'm flying. It's, it's, I'm putting that on all, on all of my models
0: what is it that stands out about that flight controller not to like super dig into it but, but no that's like to know your question
2: so back in the day when i flew for curtis i was known for pirouetting and and i could take off in a flight and i could fly an entire circuit do loops do pirouetting flips do figure eights do pirouetting funnels And never stopped pirouetting from the time I took off to the time I landed. And I was really good at it. Well, the flight control unit that I used at that point in time was a Total G. Richard, you remember that one, I'm sure.
0: Yes, I do remember programming it.
2: The Total G was a fantastic flight control unit. It wasn't known for staying stationary (laughs) and you know if you uh, like your v bars your neos your axons you know you if you hit right uh rudder on it that model will just sit there and pirouette flat as long as you've done the basic setup of the model correctly well the total g was uh was unique and now, I wouldn't say that it was mainstream, but in my opinion, it is one. it was one of the best uh, flight control units that I had ever flown. And the podcast that we talked about or that we did that was only talked about, it was not aired. That's one thing. I have tried a lot of flight control units.
0: Oh, you're talking about the other podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We won't mention that other podcast. <laughs> this is the but, one that
0: got deleted
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes that's the one that got deleted but the bavarian demon it has kind of brought me back into that world of what i felt like was important to me the flight control handles the you know pirouetting flips rolls
0: i do remember the first time you flew that flight controller when jc's ankle set that up for you right yes I still remember you came back out of that flight and said that it that it flew extremely well.
2: And it, and it did. And so I kind of stuck on that and I've been flying the Axon now for well over a year. And I know Danny Melnick, Danny Melnick, let me back up. The distributor for Bavarian demon is uh arrow Panda. It used to be demon arrows or Demon Arrow, which was owned by Danny Melnick. Yep. Arrow Panda is owned by Danny Melnick and Manny. Uh, I hope I don't say this wrong, Rodriguez. But anyway, I've known those guys for a long time, and Danny, Danny and I talked about it one day, and so the offer was put out there, and and I accepted.
0: Nice. What's the what's the cost on that unit? I don't. Have it hundred percent on me, like what's the retail,
2: three forty nine and change. Wow!
0: <clears throat> and it has governor and what are the options?
2: It has governor. It has rescue. Uh, it has banks.
0: Okay, so it has all the regular, all the standard stuff that people would want in a flight controller.
2: Yes, and the other thing that it does is, as long as you're running a jetty radio is there's integration into the Jetty system. Nice. Uh, So I can do, you know, agility changes. Uh, I can do uh, different changes in the radio without pulling out the GUI and doing any major changes. Now, the main portion of the model is still set up on the software. That's a must. But after that, then then uh, you can make those changes on the fly. Uh, you know, go out there and fly, do whatever it is that you're going to do and then come down and, you know, do a a head gain change or, or do a uh, decay change. So that's awesome.
0: Does it have Bluetooth on the unit?
2: Yes, it does. There is a separate unit that you can purchase to add to Axon. So you have to plug it in I, and I have not done that. So I'm not the expert on that okay. one right there. I'd have to review that As far
0: as doing an app and doing changes with your phone or setup up with your phone. Yes. Cool. We'll get back to us on that, Put that on your shopping list.
2: <laughs> I will, I will, because I want to see what it's like.
0: Yeah. I definitely want to see what the comparison is between this, the actual laptop software to what your, the phone software is and see if they're almost the same or comparable or so forth and so on.
2: Absolutely. So after that, I don't, that's all my sponsors. I don't have anybody else. Well, the bank sponsors me from time to time. The bank.
0: <laughs> Getting in the bank's difficult. <laughs> so what have you been doing this week? Or what was it? It's been about two weeks now.
2: Well, I have been working on an E5, which I was supposed to maiden to, today. Uh, it's a Synergy E5. It's designed as a 550 size model right out of the box. I, I stretched it immediately and changed the tail gear ratio to 4.5. Stretched it to a 600 size to run 606 main blades. And my my purpose for that model is to have a dedicated night machine. So that model was complete. And Saturday I went out to fly it. I've powered this thing up, you know, three dozen times sitting on the bench. And I went to go power it up at the field on Saturday and it no power. What? It wouldn't do nothing. I had no lights on the the uh axon. I, I didn't have nothing. So I don't know what it what it was. I thought about it for a second, you know, dig into it at the field, but
0: said so just wait.
2: Yeah, it's one thing I learned a long time ago if it there's a time for <laughs> wrenching on a model and there's a time for flying. I was at the field. I flew. Uh,
0: that's a very good point, Vince Carter. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So you were at the field on Saturday?
2: Yes. Yeah, and we flew from about 9.30 in the morning until I think we left. It was 3 o'clock, somewhere around 3. Mm-hmm. But we got quite a few flights, and it was a gorgeous day on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I got the text from you guys, and I was like, man, it, <laughs> weather. <laughs> I just replied back, weather sucks. Good luck, guys. <laughs> no, I think
2: you called me an asshat yeah
0: it was an asset i mean i'm i'm driving home from work getting these texts we're we're all going flying i'm driving home and it's clear blue skies i don't see the trees moving all the flags are hanging exactly perfectly down i guess i'll go home and sleep i'm glad you guys got out and flew
2: yeah we had a great time even sloan came out nice
0: yeah that's all he has a new canopy
2: He does. Uh, He got out there and flew the, what was that, Spectre 700? Yes. And he flies a V-bar with a Neo. And uh, I helped him do some, make some small changes on it. We, We got away from the Neo governor and went over to the Hobbywing governor. Good. Very good. Personally, I believe it works better.
0: So the spool up's a lot smoother now.
2: Oh yes, Good. absolutely. That model, whenever he spooled up on that model, it got about I don't know one hundred RPMs, and then it went to twenty five hundred <laughs> or
0: twenty three hundred. Yeah, yeah, immediately had a, he had a a little bit of a kick, but
2: yeah, he had a little bit of a kick. But we got that changed over, and then I made some recommendations or a suggestion on. Um, the style uh, to help smooth out some of the, some of the maneuvers that he was doing. And anyway, he made that, that adjustment and I think he liked it. I know the, I know once we switched over to the hobby wing governor, the head speed was more consistent and the model sounded good in the air.
0: Then it's just dialing in the actual flatline curve to get the head speed that you want.
2: Yes yeah now actually, you know I've set some of those so many of those hobby wings up now that I just guessed at it based on his setup and man, he was pretty close.
0: Yes, that's awesome.
2: Sloan flew quite a few times. We had one other guy that was out there that was flying. We had a group of of kids and people uh, they were in a jeep and uh, I guess a four wheeler or something. There were several kids. And a couple of adults that came out to go to watch us fly.
0: That's good because that's that's in the middle of nowhere, kind of too. It is. To have people drive up and just spectate is actually really good.
2: Anyway, I got through flying the six ninety six, and next thing I heard was these guys in the background—they're clapping and yoo-hooing—and <laughs> <laughs> I was a pro for a short, for a very short time. Yeah. <laughs> It's
0: amazing when you get around people that aren't into 3D helicopters and watch us fly that it's actually impressive.
2: Yes. Yeah. And we are, I sent you a notice on this, this evening. I don't know if you've read that yet, but we're planning on.
0: Oh, y'all's night fly.
2: Yes. We're planning on a night fly out there. No lights or anything. You you got to bring it on your helicopter if you want to use it.
0: You know, we. I know a couple of guys that got some big spotlights.
2: Yeah, I do too. <laughs> so I got to finish the E5 so we can get that rolling.
0: Yeah. Do you still have, do you still have those 700 night blades I made for you at Urcha? I, I know I mentioned this a while back. I don't know if you had checked.
2: I think Shannon got them, to be honest with you. Hmm. Okay, Caleb was going to try it, and I think Shannon got him.
0: Okay, I was just figuring it'd save me a trip of making a seven hundred night machine out of a another heli.
2: Yeah, I I actually got a phone call this evening from a gentleman in Austin asking me about seven hundred night blades, and uh, he asked me if I had some, and I said yes. He goes, huh. I said, you're not asking the right question. He said, what's that? I said, you didn't ask me if they were for sale. And the answer to that question is no.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. People don't normally give night blades away.
2: No. Well, I still have night blades from Curtis. Back in the day when, when people were night flying all the time. Man, that was my thing. I love the Nightfly. I can't tell you how many flights I have on a set of 700 Nightblades, but I still have those that same set. The very exact same set. I've never crashed them. That's cool. So Aeropanda, they also sell the Soxos helicopters. And the new Soxos is a Strike 7. And I think that was introduced... Just before last Urcha or or right around Urcha. Do you remember that, Richard?
0: I don't remember the date exactly of when they released it. I know Duncan was flying a six hundred uh, a couple of years back. Not last year, maybe it was a Urcha I was at, so it must have been three two and a half, three years ago when he had the uh Saxos six hundred with the, uh, tor- the torque tube drive deal.
2: The strike seven was the first time that at Urcha last year, 2019. That's the first time I've seen that one. Anyway, the it's a good-looking model and everything, uh, and and I even flew one uh, during Urcha last year, and the model flew is good. It has a good presence in the air. Um, there was only one thing that uh, it 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 has 4.0 uh, tail gear ratio and it needed to be sped up a little bit but they just released a new tail gear set which is uh, 4.3 and it comes with the rear pulley the belt some pulley guides and anyway i think that was a good thing and plus it's not that expensive it's 43 dollars, i think for that upgrade but the only reason that that actually might, I mean, I know it helps the model to, I think optimal the tail gear ratios need to be 4.25 to or higher. Um,
0: yeah. I think the personal opinion of myself is four or five is in the ballpark of what I want to see with the machine, yeah. with the head speed ratio that I run.
2: Right. Well, you can run a higher uh, head speed and get tail authority, but here's the part that's kind of interesting. When you pirouette, if you pirouette to the left and you're not fighting the torque, you're going with it, the model pirouettes fairly easy. But if you pirouette to the right and you're fighting it now, uh, every time if you're if you're flying in a level flight and you start pirouetting to the right, well it has it's gonna argue a bit with you if in in a low tailgear ratio. Uh, you're going to see that. That was one of my comments about the the model when I flew it. Hey, Brent. Yeah.
0: Are you a, a left-dominant pirouette person or a right-dominant pirouette?
1: Um, left.
0: You're left. Okay. Yeah, Kenny and I are both right, so. Oh, okay. That's kind of why we see tail gear ratio issues really fast on yes models and helicopters. Sorry to butt in there.
2: No, you're fine. It's... The I think whenever I was first learning how to fly, for some reason I went right and I started going right. And then uh, Curtis, he pirouetted to the right as well. He could pirouette to the left just like I can. But he pirouetted to the right. Curtis told me one day that the advantage of pirouetting to the right is if you're doing something uh, while pirouetting, the models got to if, if, if you're pirouetting to the right real fast, like it in a, in a pirouette flip, if you lose something, (laughs) servo horn come off, belt break, gear, gear break, whatever the case is, if you lose something, that model has got to stop to go back to the left and you have a chance to catch it and auto it in. Yeah.
0: I've, I've caught a throttle hold a couple of times on tell stopping or, or jittering or not doing what I want to in a right pirouette and, Before it switches back to the left fast pirouette, I have time to get into throttle hold on it. Yeah. Yeah. This, this tell upgrade actually for $44, you said, I thought that sounded expensive for a gear change, but it it actually comes with another belt and some pull. It does. So it's not just a gear change, gear ratio change. They actually have a different, a different gear for the back end, it looks like, and the actual belt is. They custom length for that which is actually normally they just drop a gear in there and you just either have to pull the belt more or so forth and so on but they actually give a different belt with this upgrade that's pretty cool
2: it is anyway I just thought that was good information for you guys that have the Soxo Strike 7 or that's thought about the Soxo Strike 7 it's a good looking model and I think that tail upgrade kit for me it would be essential I agree uh, that's all I have right now Richard
0: all right that's all Kenny's got that's great uh, put Brent up on next I'll go last all right I can push through.
1: all right so I didn't fly this weekend um, had some family stuff going on was planning on flying but just I uh, couldn't get out so back last weekend, I got out to fly, um, and I flew the X7 again. Just really love that model. Really love how it's flying, and it's really locked in. So I'm enjoying it. My flying buddy got to see me fly it, and he was really impressed too with it. So
0: is that X7 the one that does the saddle packs, or is it the one that does the stick packs?
1: No, it's the stick packs. It's the FZ version. Yeah. So
0: it's a, the newer one.
1: Yep. Yeah, the newer one.
0: I was looking into that model a bit this week, but it's the older version that has this saddle packs they have on sale.
1: Yeah. Yep. The one that has the saddle packs, which is, I mean, still a great model too. I think that's the only, the frames are different um, obviously, but um, the rest of the heli is the same.
0: Yeah. The head and tail hub and so forth.
1: Yeah. And a different canopy color scheme or whatever. So
0: they said something that just not to, but in again like i always do but i was looking at their website and they have an x7 combo with a motor and in the comments it said that this model is this motor is paired with this model because of the one way and if you um if you wanted to put a larger motor or a different motor that the one way needed to be changed
1: oh i'm not sure because well i had my butt one of my buddies kind of put it together uh for me so so it was uh I'm just running the basic, you know, forty-five, 25, 520 motor, you know, that kind of thing. That's so, a good motor. yep. So it's, I don't think I'm running a higher motor for, for the model, but.
0: No, I think that, that new, that newer stick pack version actually is built for larger motors.
2: Oh, okay. All,
0: all around that model is built better as far yeah. as the gear
1: train.
2: Hey Brent, where do you usually buy your stuff at?
1: Um, I, like for Gowie stuff, I'm going to anything heli. Okay. But like, if it's just whatever blades or things like that, I try to go to, like, go to only fine helis. But, um, if they don't have it, then I'll go to like a main or, or, uh, very rarely heli direct, but yeah. So,
0: Have you ordered from that place in Arizona that, car- that carries all, all the Gowie stuff and the halo blades and stuff?
1: Empire, Empire Hobby, they, they're they actually stopping um, distributing uh, Gawi stuff. So anything Heli is taking over. So they're basically the um, distributor now.
2: Interesting.
1: Yep. So whatever they have on Empire, which is, you know, they have some good sales going on for some of the kits, um, but I don't think they're going to get anything else in once they run out. I'm not sure if that had something to do with JC moving or what, because I knew that he was working there.
0: Do you ever go to this all com?
1: I've seen it, but I've never ordered from them before.
0: Okay. I had a buddy that ordered, uh, Shane ordered a Gowie X five from them. And also uh, another buddy of ours. ours. Vince Carter ordered one. They have super sales, but I don't know. I, I supposedly it's, it's the same place. It's, empire
1: oh yeah i mean empire basically what they were is you know if you ordered something from them you'd pick like a local hobby shop would get the funds and they would ship it from that warehouse but they would get the funds the the um hobby shop would that's good so yeah it was kind of cool how they had that all set up but yeah now i'm just yeah anything heli is really a good good group of people too they uh I've ordered a couple of things from them so far and everything's come pretty quick.
0: Yeah. It's definitely kind of the order I go is see if Shannon's got it. Shannon has what I need. If Shannon doesn't have what I need, anything Helly, anything Helly doesn't have anything lower Heli. I kind of try to keep it with the mom and pop smaller stuff first. I try to hit all the, uh, definitely those three are my order normally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me too.
2: That all ERC, I bought a lot of stuff from them back in the day. I haven't bought anything from them in a long time, though.
1: Yeah, I have to check them out. It's been a while since I've looked at their site. Yeah, and I'm I'm wanting to get a um, Gowie NEX6. That's their newest model, the one that can run nitro or electric and can go 6S or 12S because I have all the electronics for one just sitting on my bench right now. So I'm considering that. Just kind of waiting for funds on that one, and then
0: so that NAX six mm-hmm. is that correct? Uh, what does that come like? Supposedly, it comes as an electric, right? Or does it?
1: Yeah, it comes as as a six S electric. So you can buy the upgrade kit to a twelve S electric or to a nitro to make it a you know run a fifty five or sixty. Yeah, so. So I'm just going to run it at 6S cuz I have a battery that's I can share batteries with my uh X7. I had like I said I have all the electronics ready to go. So so it should be a pretty easy process.
0: Yeah, a 6 6S six 5600 does fly good. Yeah. I think for for your flying style you actually like that model as a 6S 5000.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Cause I don't, I don't need a lot of power. I'm not looking for something that's gonna, you know, go crazy speedy. So you know, just 6s will be perfect for any. Plus, I can, like I said, I can share packs. Or if I end up getting stick packs for the X7, I can take the packs I have for my X7 and use them with any the X6. So yeah, it's. So the the
2: X7 is there different and. I've I've never owned a galley hell well I've owned one once but it, <laughs> I never sure. flew it. <laughs> the uh, X7 is that is there different versions of that?
1: Um, well, there's two versions. There's the just the regular X7, and then um, which is the still the formula. It's basically the same thing as what I have, but it runs saddle packs, uh, similar to the um, Agile did the 7.2. But now they changed it so that you can run a stick pack or you know battery tray. So that's the version that I have. That's the newer version. I'm not sure what else is different with the two, besides for the canopy colors are a little bit different.
0: Yeah, it's I'm on Ollie RC right now. It's five forty nine. Gavi X seven FZ basic kit, no
2: blades. Yep,
1: yeah, it's pretty pretty reasonable. And that's,
2: yeah, there is on Empire They shows an X7 basic kit on there for four ninety nine.
0: Yeah, that's the saddle pack version.
2: Saddle pack version, okay.
0: Yeah. I was trying to find a gear ratio, just to, a tail gear ratio, but I couldn't see it. Is, do they mention the tail gear ratio on there, Kenny? On Empire for the FC version? But but yeah, the uh X seven FC basic looks like a really good kit. It's...
1: yeah, I really love I love how it flies. It really flies really well. So um I'm enjoying it.
0: And the servo's mountain vertic vertical on the sides.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: I do like how it has that X seven protector for the motor that goes around the motor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of nice. It's cool looking too, so it gives some style to it too.
0: so that's the Galley FCX7 that you have, and you're gonna switch the, possibly pull some servos or switch some electronics for NX NEX6.
1: Oh no, I'm gonna just I have I have all the the electronics just sitting here for an oh, NEX6. Okay. Yeah, so I just need the kit basically and some blades. So,
0: what what motor are you gonna run?
1: Um, I have a scorpion. Uh, what is it? I have it right here, actually. Um, it's a scorpion HK340251100. So yeah,
0: that'd be perfect for that model. Yep, as long as the shaft uh, shaft size is good, you may have to switch a shaft depending on the shaft length or diameter.
1: Yeah, I have a couple or one shaft that's extra, so I'll have to check it and see which one goes on it.
2: But hey, Richard, to answer your question, I believe it's 4.7 to one.
0: That would probably be more than adequate for a FCX, X Mm seven year ratio.
1: Yeah. The tail's really good. I mean, that's something I really noticed right away. It holds really well. So, and the other thing I have is just, um, I have my T-Rex 500 beater that I've been flying And I have an X-42 airframe that I'm eventually going to take all the electronics out of the T-Rex, probably, you know, knock on wood. I hope I don't crash anytime soon, but if I crash it, I can just put it into, um, into that. I mean, they're both old models, but the T-Rex I have is really old. It's like the, one of the first versions of the 500. So.
0: Yeah. We have a guy locally that still flies a, Flybar T-Rex 500.
1: Yeah, I think mine is just basically the... It used to be a Flybar version, but has a fly barless head on it now.
0: So that Gowie X4 II flies yep. uh, mini servos, right?
1: Yeah, it's mini servos.
0: 3,300. Yep. That's 5,000s. Yep. I'm sorry, 6S 3,300s.
1: Yep. So I have the 6S 3,300s is what I fly in my uh, T-Rex. So... So yeah, it's, and it's a nice looking model. It really is, has the formula canopy and, and yeah, everything. They, I really like the look of it.
0: They look really cool. I like how they have the motor. You can, it kind of sticks out a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. I love the look of that model. There's some guys up in Dallas that fly that model on a, they do some super stretch on it to 550 and fly it on success 5000s. I've seen those guys beat on it and the super, super quick model, but I don't know how they're fitting the six S five thousand in there, what they're doing on the stretch itself. But I have seen at a fun fly somebody flying an X four with the.
2: A... I'm sitting here looking at the specs for the X four, and it says that you can stretch it up to five hundred and thirty millimeter uh, blade with a stretch kit. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. And battery bay is six S twenty two hundred to five thousand. So. It's a fairly large bay. Yeah, it is pretty large, and it has
1: um, like the lockable little lockable trays. I'm not sure they look kind of small. The trays do, so I don't know how a 6s five thousand would fit on here. I guess, I guess it would, but I'm just looking at one of the trays right now. It's definitely kind of small.
0: Yeah, it's a sexy helicopter.
1: Oh not yeah, sure. yep. And the last thing I had was, well, that's summer vacation for me. So, but my wife is still working. She works till Thursday. So after that, I should be able to get to the field maybe once or twice during the week too. So that'd be nice. I'm going to try to get out more this summer Yeah, than I have before. Of course, with the weather, I have to get out at, you know, five, six o'clock in the morning, something like that to beat the heat, but... I'm one of those that goes to the field and I just I'll just get my flights in and then leave. You know, I'm not one that does a lot of socializing.
0: Yeah, I kind of know a guy like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the main reason I do that is cuz I fly with a lot of plank guys and I just really don't care about planks so yeah. you know, I talk to some of them once you know when I'm there but I like to I like those times when I can get there and there's only maybe a couple guys at the field. And I can just run out and get a flight right away. And
0: you drive up and there's 15 cars. You're like,
1: yeah, that was last Saturday. I drove up and there were like already yet 6:30. I think there were eight or nine or ten cars, something like that.
0: You're in the desert. Can't you just pull over somewhere and fly?
1: Oh, you in Phoenix, <laughs> there are tons of places to fly. It's just here, it's like. So, um, we have lots of bushes and, and things, not many empty spaces, mm-hmm. empty lots. So it makes it really difficult, but like, if you drive through Phoenix area, you can see, Oh, I could pull over right here. I could pull over right there. <laughs> but but here in Tucson, it's like, Oh God, I can't fly there. I can't fly there. So yeah, I'd love to find another place to fly because just the politics are getting nasty at my, um, field. Yeah. So. I'll just leave it at that nice. yeah. <laughs> or be on all night.
0: Only, we don't but get into politics.
1: Yeah. The politics and the us versus them crap. I, mean, I always hear about. So
0: I guess that's all you got.
1: Yep. yeah, That's all I got. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I'll try to smooth over mine a little bit and then try to get to a main topic and get Kenny out of here before 10. Yeah. it's currently nine 30. So
2: I've only been up since four 30 this morning.
0: Well, that's when you, old people wake up so <laughs> <laughs> all right so at work this week actually this week in the last couple of weeks when i go on on breaker lunch i've been watching run rider videos and for some reason i always tend to go to the 2012 urcha so if you guys are looking for something to watch go out there and hit the 2012 urcha um, so that's almost i mean we're coming up on It's eight years ago eight nine years I want people to go back there and look at the flying style and look how, how good people were flying eight years ago. There was, there's a lot of good stuff to watch to each his own, but I want you guys to some of you guys to get on and go look at those videos. They're really good quality. Sometimes you can pick up stuff that people are doing back then that we don't do now as far as a flying style. And you could pick up a new maneuver here or there that has been lost in the wayside. So next is a, I got a text from a buddy the other day asking if I would be interested in another A7. So I told him, sure. So I may end up, I haven't got it yet or paid for it, but I'm most likely going to end up with another A7 airframe. So that'll be two backup airframes and a current flying model. I was asked, go ahead.
1: You're just going to run one of them? Is that what you said? And then save a backup?
0: I may make a night machine, but, or I may just save two backup airframes. Gotcha. I was asked at work the other week if, if I knew if the, uh, the backup airframes were flight worthy or perfect. And I said, the one I have now that's hanging on the wall came in as a crash model and I put it back together, checked all the shafts and just assembled it. Uh, no servos, no anything. My question is, do you guys think it would be worth it to strip the current flying a seven Move all the servos over to the backup airframe. So then I know I have a good flying backup airframe, and then dial in the current right now backup airframe, air quotes.
1: Or is um, that just stupid? <laughs> I, yeah, I hate taking. Uh, you know, I hate taking apart a part of flying model. So, but.
0: But then I would know that my backup airframe is perfect.
1: That's true too. Or you could just buy some more servos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So on that note, I'm trying to work on the deal right now on a agile 7.2. Um, we'll see if it works out. I haven't checked. I haven't checked my messages lately, but I'm trying to work a deal on a, a on a agile 7.2, but I'm going to have to locate a tail boom for it. It's crashed and missing a bunch of stuff, but.
1: Man, I used to have a ton of tail booms. I used to have that model, and I had a ton of tail booms. Yeah, <laughs> nice.
0: there, there's no booms in stock in the U.S.
1: No, no, I figured.
0: So, oh, so yeah, I should be able to get them from that RRJX girl. Um, I should be able to, to get. I have a buddy of mine that flies for KDS. I should be able to get him, and he probably has some in his house, at least to get the model back together. <laughs> he, he probably does.
2: He probably got 10 or so.
0: Or the other guy in Houston may have some. We'll see. We'll see if the deal goes through. It's kind of one of those models I've always wanted. So if I can pull off this, then I'll have every model that KDS has ever had, except for the Innova series stuff. So
2: so are you confident that KDS is going to continue to support that model?
0: Uh, the 7.2, not really. I'm not 100%, but it still has the same head and tail. As far as support in the long term, I'm not sure. That's the reason that the, the deal is going to be pretty good on my end because the airframe is no longer supported. Hashtag kind of air quotes at this point. Finding parts is a little bit difficult. Um, but his does come with uh, a bunch of parts and it does come with a one-way bearing. And the one-way bearing alone is about 70 $70. It comes with the with the stock one way bearing and a new and packaged one way bearing. So just the one way bearing alone is kind of worth it a little bit if it lasts.
2: But well, if it's coming from the same person that I'm thinking of in the Houston area,
0: no, this is coming from somebody in California. Okay, so
2: that I flew a seven point two. It was a couple years ago I believe Uh, it was right after the V control touch was introduced and uh, this person had a V control radio but he didn't have the touch radio so he asked me one day if I wanted to fly it and I said sure can I use my radio (laughs) because I have a V control touch as well he said yeah so I bound to the radio and I mean it took Seconds, you know, that was the first time I'd ever flown a model on 14s.
0: Nice, yeah, that was at Apache.
2: Yeah, that was a lot of power. <laughs> I bet,
0: yeah, the, the model is inherently heavy. Uh, I flew a buddy of my Jason's at Urcha the last time I was there, two and a half, three years ago. And the model sits well. All of the Cadius models sit well. They do have a little bit extra weight to them, but if you're flying in windy conditions, that extra weight is not is not a bad thing, actually.
2: Yeah, the weights, the weight is the weight. I mean, it, it, yeah, it it doesn't really bother me that much.
0: Um, oh, 14S, it shouldn't bother you at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it was a beast. There's no doubt.
0: All right, so that's my A7 7.2 KDS stuff for the week. I uh, did some shop cleanup the other week. finally got most all of my helicopters flying and swapped over, so it was good to get the vacuum out and actually uh, clean up a little bit around the shop. It doesn't happen that often. We missed a podcast last week, and then I decided that night to take my 5.5 and tear it apart and put everything in the A5 I did end up using the 5.5 carbon boom into the A5. The problem is I had to cut an inch of it off. Ooh. So uh, I believe I can still get 5.5 carbon booms, I hope. But currently at this time, the 5.5 will not be going back together because obviously I don't have a boom for it. So I did get that. Wh- go ahead.
2: I was just going to ask if there's any word on the KDS stuff.
0: No, I haven't heard any word back from Bob. Uh, Bob's a manager distributor for KDS USA warehouse. Uh, I've contacted him asking about some KDS parts that have not been in stock for a while. Uh, Trying to push them to get that stuff back to the U.S. Um, I haven't heard anything bad, just still waiting on more A7 kits to show up in the U.S. and more parts for the A5. I'd like to get some more parts in for the 7.2. I'd like to, them to get a big shipment in and kind of restock the warehouse. Uh, they're out of stock on quite of quite a few things. I'd like to see back in stock to make me feel better about part supply. I hope so. It's definitely nice having a local local person. That's it's just like you, Brent. You're in Arizona, where mm-hmm. Gowie is. So you know, getting parts is pretty. Pretty easy,
1: yeah, yeah. And having somebody to talk to and and get help if you need it too. Yeah. being so close is nice.
0: Yeah, so th- I'm hoping it sticks together. I'm I'm trying to do all I can to help that company continue on. So I took the A5 out. It flew good. I do have a little bit of belt slapping side of the boom, but n- not only on super hard maneuvers like super hard TikToks with pirouettes or something. I can get some belt slap. It's not. Do I like it? No, I don't like any belt slap inside the boom, but there's no idler on this. So you're going to get some. Even when I had a logo, I could get the belt to slap inside the large boom a little bit. But it flew good. Uh, I do. It is a little heavier. I'm probably half a pound heavier now because I put full size servos, a larger ESC in it, and a larger motor. I end up putting in the. Hobbywing 130 and the Scorpion 4525, sorry, <laughs> can't fit a 4525, <laughs> uh, a Scorpion 40, into it. Um, nice. It fit good. It flies good. has plenty of power.
2: So which flight control unit are you using on that? Because if I remember right on the A5 a- and yes. A7 and even the uh, their little 450 they all come with an e-bar.
0: Yes. So on all of the KDS models, uh, this is kind of the OCD thing. Kind of goes back to a Line Helis, but uh, I am running the KDS e-bar on all my KDS machines. Whenever I used to have a Line Helicopter, I'd put I'd leave I'd have all the align servos and run a brain on it. But if I have like a synergy helicopter, I won't put aligned servos into a synergy helicopter. It's it's an OCD thing that I have.
1: <laughs> I hear you. I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> it's,
0: I'll do it if I have to, but.
2: I, What's your take on the E-bar compared to the brain or any other flight control unit that you've used?
0: Yeah, so we're going to get into this a little bit. Uh, the E-bar, it's simple. Let's just, it's, it, Let's take it back 10 years when there was no governor, no telemetry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In the flybarless controllers, this flight controller just does the head and tail. It doesn't do, it doesn't do your governor, it doesn't do any telemetry. It just does the flybarless. Um, it's simple. The programming is a little different. I wouldn't call it majorly different, but it's just something that you have to get accustomed to. Um, there's a couple of videos out there on programming and setting up the, the e-bar for the most part. I just figured it out on my own and then asked for some help when I needed it from Bob. The style, I find it if that the e-bar is more flowy in pirouetting maneuvers and transitions than the way I have my brain set up. Could I get the brain to be exactly like the e-bar? I probably could if I mess with the settings, but. Uh, the tail holds really well on the e-bar. The one thing that I wish it had, there's no pre-comp tail pre-comp. It has tail gain, tail stops, tail endpoints, and it has like a no control center ratio, but there's no pre-comp, so which I find really weird to have no pre-comp adjustability on the tail. But I've not had an issue. To this point with the tail wanting to kick on pitch p- pitch bumps or anything like that it seems like somewhere in there they have somewhere as you increase the gain it increased the pre-comp or something like that there's something in the background going on I can tell you because I don't have an issue with having a tail kick during pitch bumps or something like that does that answer your question Kenny
2: yeah without going into yeah, it it's
0: very it's a very flowy feeling flybarless. With still having the crispness of aileron TikToks and stops on those type of maneuvers.
2: Well, I've only flown the E bar a couple of times, once on a model that I had, and then uh, once on your model, actually.
0: Yeah. So on the E bar, I have run a jetty. So when I first went to it, this is going on to my next topic here. I had to run full-size receivers because the, the jetty wouldn't run an s bus that the E-bar could talk to. Uh, I tried a bunch of different receivers, a bunch of different stuff. So all the E-bars I had had to run full-size receivers, which are RX-7, RX-9, RX-10s, and run the signal wires out, which is okay, but it's kind of a pain. I came across this uh, – see if I say this right. It's spelled R-C-O-N-I-X – X-Bus to S-Bus adapter. Uh, they have a website. It's www.rconix.com. So I'm currently running this on two machines. This converts the X-Bus that the Jetty RX3 RX switch puts out into an S-Bus that the E-Bar can talk to. They come from... Uh, where do they come from? Uh, they come from down under. What is it?
2: Australia. Yeah.
0: So these units come from Australia. They cost about thirty-five bucks a piece. But for me to,
2: Jetty supports S bus.
0: It does, but there's something I could never get. Even the full-size receivers get S bus to talk to the e-bar. I don't know if it's because it's an older protocol. I could never get him to talk. I tried and tried and tried. So I don't know if I contacted a couple of people. The e is not the most popular flybarless controller. So finding somebody that has a jetty, which isn't the most popular radio. So finding information on that or somebody to help me. I failed at except for this one converter unit that I found. It works. It simplifies the wiring for me. So if any of you guys are out there flying jetty and ebar, there's probably not too many at all.
2: <laughs> so with that, it's a single line input, correct? Correct. Okay.
0: I do have to run. They say do not try to pull more than uh, pull a bunch of amps through it. So I have to run a separate a separate BEC wire to the flight controller for power. I think it's a brownout problem or something like that because the going through, the, if you try to just run your BEC straight through it to the fly bar list, then that unit's not supposedly it drops some power between the two. So I, I always run another BEC to the flight controller from the ESC.
2: What about the throttle wire? Does the signal go into the E bar or do you go directly into the receiver?
0: I've done it both ways. I've done it coming from the E-bar and I've done it coming from the actual RX3 switch. I can't remember which one I've done. You stumped me. <laughs> I can't remember.
2: Okay. Well, I was just, I was curious about that one just because of the, you know.
0: um uh, safe stuff. I have tested the safe on the E-bar with, uh, on the Innova 450 I have. Okay. Uh, I'm running just a regular satellite on it, and I have tested that on the bench, and we'll put this on a topic for setup testing for one day. But I actually spooled it up on the bench without the blades on, obviously, and then turn the radio off, and uh, the motor will shut, shut off. And I also unplug the satellite, and the motor does shut off. I have tested it. The fell safe does, does work for some reason, but it's one of those things I always test on a heli setup. Absolutely. <laughs> so, a the Nova 450 last weekend, the tail push rod pulled out of the link and probably adjusted it too far out or I'm flying it too hard. So, I got that semi repaired. Um, I thought I was going to be stuck in the water on the servos because they don't have gears in stock, but I pulled apart a KST. 215 and the gears are the same and I got that reinstalled this afternoon, so I just have to kind of get the helicopter repaired I have to decide if I'm gonna continue flying the helicopter hard or Do like I said I was gonna do and actually just use it as a practice machine for like orientations and stuff but We'll see I Currently need to order a couple of parts for it I trip the tail belt output shaft so We'll continue flying it for now, but I definitely need to use it as a practice machine and stop tick tocking it to death. I think I'm overflying the model myself. But that's all I got. I'm trying not to ramble on too long. Let's hit some of this. Uh, what's new? I know a, a bunch of other podcasts have hit some of this stuff, but uh, let's go over it real quick and try to make it brief. But Some of this stuff has already been announced, but there's an Urcha t-shirt design contest. Uh, check Urcha Facebook for more details. I haven't seen this. I think they did this a couple years back, right?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I, I saw it on their Facebook. Um, <clears throat> I guess the winner gets their name on the t shirt and then also gets two free passes to Urcha. So it's a pretty cool idea, I thought.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely cool. I don't know if it'll pan out.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see how uh, it should be soon that they'll figure out. Go, no go. If it's a go or no go, yeah. So.
0: Kenny said he's going no matter what.
1: (laughs) Even though there's no one there, he's still going to go.
0: Probably. So the Oxy 5 high fidelity kit prices out at $1,000 or $9.99, whichever one you want to (laughs) think of it. Uh, You have to pre-order it through the Oxy website and is only for current Oxy heli owners that can order it. Uh, I have a buddy that mine that may actually order one.
1: (laughs) Oh, nice. Can't wait. If he does, I can't wait to hear about it.
0: He was saying that his girlfriend likes it and she wants to build it. I was like, I don't know. That's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, but it does come. I can't remember. It comes with the stretch.
0: Yeah. It comes with two full booms. With the tail hubs and mm-hmm. the belts to switch yeah. flop back and forth.
1: Yeah, because at first I was like, "Man, that's expensive." But when you think about what you get, it's not too bad. Plus, it's a I don't know. very limited helicopter, too. So. I don't
0: know. If you look at compare that price to a Synergy six nine six, and compare that price to the Oxy five high fidelity, and that Synergy looks really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably just for somebody who is either a really huge Oxy fan or um, likes the the limited edition helicopters, you know, that kind of thing. True.
0: So I saw on Facebook, this is kind of fake news because I tried to look it up. uh, MSH (laughs) is going to come out with a upgrade from their $200 version to their Evo version. Uh, The price I saw at at the time was $225 or $250 for the upgrade. Obviously, that's pretty expensive because the Evo version itself is $350. So a hundred dollars off, you get to use all your old parts from your $200 version. But There's a bunch of stuff that has to get changed. The frames, the booms, the belts, the head. And some of the parts are still the same, but there's a lot that has to get changed over. Uh, next on the list is Synergy's moving. Is this news to you, Kenny?
2: <laughs> well, I knew that they were doing this for a little while, but uh, I know that it was just announced this past week, moving to Ohio. Cool. So hopefully, uh, Matt gets operational soon. I know he's got a lot of work ahead of him, and from reading the, the posts, he's he's uh, got some big plans for the future. So hopefully that that continues to move forward. Go
0: ahead. No, uh, that, that's that's all I had on it. Yeah, definitely. We're gonna look to see what Synergy has next up its sleeve, for sure.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see, to see
0: that. Uh, pre-orders for the Krakens are out. Seven hundred and fifty nine dollars. Priced about what I expected it to see. It's gonna come with five seventy blades, even though it says it's a Kraken five eighty. So naming nomenclature is weird.
1: They're doing the pulling in a line, I guess. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> in my head. Yeah, but the model looks really good. I don't know if I'll own one. They look awesome. I like. They do. Yeah. I definitely want to see one in person, or I don't want to see one in person. <laughs> Next on the list, Byron Fuels is out of business. So yeah. if you're a Byron Fuel that, buyer,
2: that blows.
1: Yeah, that's that's gonna really hurt the nitro, um, the nitro helis because you know rotorage was a huge, you know, huge supplier of nitro. So,
2: no, I don't know. We were talking about that yesterday about what other uh, fuel support sources there's going to be. Yeah, that 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 part sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: no good. Uh,
0: next on the Buy and sell. Uh, Brent's got a couple buy and sells on here.
1: Yeah, I picked up, um, well, since I got rid of my V control, I needed to get some type of dongle for my uh, DX8 I'm using. So I picked up this wireless simulator dongle from Spectrum. Um, I got it all figured out this week, got it flying on AccuRC, and I'm actually really liking it. It was a little bit of a challenge to get working. I had to get through it. You know, it took me a little bit of time, but. I got it working, and I'm really enjoying now being able to fly uh, on the sim with my actual transmitter that I use in real life. So it's, I think it's going to be better for me anyway. Cool. Yep. And then the other thing I bought this week, or other thing I had come in, was an Icon Two for Gawi NEX Six. So.
0: Man, you're you're stocking up all yep. in on that model, aren't you?
1: Yep. Yep. Just gotta. Bide my time a little bit. You
0: it buys all the servos and electronics before he buys the airframe.
1: <laughs> Usually that's the opposite
0: guys. Serious.
1: <laughs> Usually it's the opposite. Usually I have the airframe and nothing else. And then, <laughs> then it takes me forever to get all the electronics. So
0: the main topic here, uh, this is something probably heck all, all of us are going to have to deal with at some point or another, how to get rid of the flying jitters. Yes. So we'll we'll call this episode "Flying Jitters." <laughs> um, I know this is something that I've dealt with. Heck, Kenny probably even still deals with time to time.
1: Yeah, from time to time. Uh, he's sponsored. He doesn't get jitters most of.
2: <laughs> no, most of the time I'm okay, uh, but like yesterday. I was just fixing to step out to fly the 696 when this whole group of people showed up. And, you know, it's, it, when you have an audience, your, your whole, I don't know, demeanor, it changes. And so mm-hmm. when I'm flying, uh, I've got in the back of my head, you know, I want this to look good. I don't want it to look like I'm an amateur. Uh, but I want to do some cool things as well. I think that's part of being a RC helicopter dude anyway is, uh, you know, not only is it fun to fly, but kind of sort of, you kind of like to show off just a little bit. And I'm not, I'm not talking about being True. arrogant about it. I'm just talking about showing off just a little bit on what the models can do in a safe way. Yeah. And uh, anyway, when I saw that group of people show up and I started flying, I, it took me about a minute and a half, two minutes of the flight to get rid of the jitters. I had them right off the bat. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, but I pushed through it, you know, and I was fine after that. And most of I don't shake anymore. I just, but yesterday morning, it just hit me.
0: So I, I used to have him really, really bad. Uh, a buddy of mine, Vince Carter, I call him my, my coach because he used to stand behind me and yell at me when I was doing flips and stuff I shouldn't be doing, should be practicing X, Y, or Z. He would stand behind me. And I wouldn't say I would say this is a fix or a cure, but like if you have a buddy of yours that you fly with, have them. St- and from time to time, if you have the shakes, obviously if you have them 100% of the time, then we have other issues. But If you get them from time to time, have a a buddy of yours stand up behind you and like, you know, try to coach you some and see if that helps. Because it definitely helped me. I still get them. I still remember Apache Pass uh, last year. I had a Ben Store, Gail, another line guy. I had a guy with the camera, all of them like standing around me while I was flying. I shook like a butterfly. It was just horrible. Um, I definitely, you have to get used to it, but it's human. Don't, don't think you have a problem. That's human because what we're doing, you know, you're going to be nervous. That's why we do it. I mean, if, if we flew helicopters and it was boring and not difficult or stressful, if it was, we wouldn't do it. We do it because we enjoy what we do. Because it is hard. It is stressful. It is difficult. So you are going to get the shakes from time to time. It's okay. You're human.
2: Hey, you know, speaking of that, the year before, uh, I was part of the training for Apache Pass.
0: The flight school?
2: The flight school. And my instructor was Alan Szabo. Well, we were working on my five fifty out of five fifty x, and we did some things to it, uh just minor changes and stuff and it's it was we were installing a beast uh flight control system on it, and I hadn't ever set one up from scratch, and we were doing it doing it on the spot and so Alan was just walking me through it, and he put some of his settings in this he was asking me you know what was my flight style and you know was i comfortable um you know could i handle more aggressive did i want it less aggressive so he we talked about it and he set all the the parameters in the beast beast plus we went out to the field and i said you want to try it out and he said no it's not my model it's your model <laughs> <laughs> and uh so Alan Zabel was there and I don't, I don't remember Richard, if you were there or not. I think uh, Sloan was standing there as well.
0: Maybe a long time ago.
2: And anyway, I got up there and I flew my, my back end off and I was shaking like a leaf the whole time because I didn't want to look bad for Alan, especially after after all that work, but yeah the jitters man it it really it's it's dependent on who who is there you know and, and sometimes it just happens uh, but i remember alan telling me later on you know you just need to relax he said i'm just another guy out there in, on the field
0: yeah that's easy to say hard to do
1: <laughs> yeah
0: Yep. what about you brent
1: um i actually still get the jitters uh, a lot um just i don't know why really Cause I do have my beater 500 that my T-Rex 500 that I really don't have an attachment to. Yeah, so you shouldn't. You have yeah, so shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, so I shouldn't. Yeah. So, and I have another airframe. So what I did notice um, was last Saturday when I flew the 500, now that I have a 700, another flying heli, and I have one um, that's just basically waiting for these electronics. I, I am trying more things with the the T-Rex and um, I'm not, not as careful, not shaking as much. So, I mean, that's a good thing to have too, that, you know, you have a backup just in case because for a long time that 500 was my only flying heli. So I didn't want to put it in. So I'd be very careful.
0: More of a mental thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was always a big mental thing. It's, I can do a lot. It's just more, I wasn't pushing myself because if I put it in, I wanted to be able to to fix it or something like that, you know? So,
0: yeah, you're just worried about it.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly. And, and like you said, Richard, I have my flying buddy. He's, he's one that's been pushing me too. So, he'll get behind me. And if I try to just fly around or hover or do things like that, he'll get on me. Yeah. (laughs) He'll get on me and tell me, you know, Let's go do something, you know, do some more. Just practice, Uh,
0: yeah, because
1: yeah, because he knows I can do better than that, and you know, he'll catch me when I'm getting in my jitters and and things. So, like you said, it is really good to have somebody right there to kind of get you back in into it and give you that confidence too.
0: Yeah, it's definitely definitely you have to be a coach at some point to somebody else in this hobby. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: No matter who you are, no matter what your flying style is. Um, somebody could come up the next week at the field and be at a lower level than you. And you're going to need to be a mentor. You're going to need to be a coach to that person. Um, There's always somebody above us. Uh, Just like Kenny explained, you know, there's going to be somebody in this hobby that knows more than you do, or there's going to be somebody in this hobby that knows less than you do. And we have to be mentors to each other to keep the hobby growing.
1: Yep,
2: exactly. But one thing that that will help as well, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine about that this evening. In your progression of being an RC helicopter pilot, you know, it takes some mad skills to be able to lift this machine off of the ground and make it do the things that, that it does. I mean, we invert it and controls are in different you go backwards the controls are different you flip and do a pirouette and the controls are are different so being confident with the model that you have and progressing with that model uh, you learn to fly it you you know what it feels like and sticking with that model it that that one single thing of flying one model and and learning the things that you want to learn uh, will Take you a long ways. If you flip flop between model and brand, uh, model especially, but if you go from one model to another model and each one of those models is different brands, well, they're all going to fly, but they may not fly the same. You may like something about this one or something about this one or something about this one. And it may be that you haven't necessarily given one of those models. Uh, put the time into it to really understand it, feel it, figure it out of how that model flies, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, it's not just the model. There's tuning on the flight control unit. Something doesn't something do something right, then do I need to add some gain to it? Do I need to take a little bit of agility away? Do I need to change a style? Uh, so there's lots of things that you can do. To improve a model, and um, the more comp- confident you are in the model being connected, if you will, true, uh, it's going to help the 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 jitters. Yeah, completely that's, agree.
1: That's yeah, I totally agree too.
0: But that's easier said than done, right, Kenny? Flip, not flip flopping around.
2: <laughs> hey. I, I I didn't say that I was perfect. Yet. <laughs> uh, I I have owned a lot of different
1: models, and I have
0: zero room to talk. Don't worry.
1: Same here, same here. Uh, and uh,
0: but that is something that uh, that a lot of people say is is find a model you like and don't flip flop around. Buy spares for it. If if you know you, when you're flying that model, you have everything to rebuild it at home if you crash your mindset and that mental worry will go away and the shakes will go away with it. Yes. Yep. It's, it's a good formula for getting rid of the shakes is knowing you have all the parts to rebuild it at home. It costs a lot, but I think it will improve your flying and the shakes will disappear with that.
2: You know, what's funny about that is, uh, Nick and Curtis are probably the ones that kind of mentioned that to me back in the day. And when I say back in the day, you know,
0: 1970,
2: somewhere in the 2009-2010 <laughs> range, uh, But when the 450 rave came out, I decided that that 450 rave uh, was going to be my model. And I had two models of the 450 rays set up identical. Uh, and that's if, uh, if something happened, you know, I could go to the next model, but they were set up identical, same flight control units, same servos, same motor, same batteries. When back then it was, it was, uh, fly bars, but I bought a crap ton of parts for the Rave 450 and I still have a crap ton of parts left. And no, they're not for sale just in case anybody. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that's the model. I decided that I was going to learn how to fly that model. And I did. I got really good at flying that model and and making it do things.
0: Yes, definitely. Way to get rid of the shakes. Yes. Have a bunch of parts. Own a hobby shop. I yeah. heard that, that definitely helps.
2: Own a hobby shop and never have time to go out yeah, and fly. <laughs> definitely
0: get rid of the shakes. <laughs> oh, Caleb. Well, that's about all I had on the docket. Uh, I did check in. They do have KDS 5.5 boom, so I may buy one just to have an airframe still.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should. It's uh, a good idea.
0: They're only 25 bucks, so.
2: I- And also, uh, you guys were talking about Urch. I I had to step away for just a second. But from what I understand, uh, on the 10th of June, there's supposed to be a go-no-go decision. Oh, good. So hopefully we'll know.
0: Definitely everything's opening up. Uh, Cincy is having their fun fly this week? Or is it this?
1: This coming weekend, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, So... That's going to be cool to see. Hopefully those guys that go to Cincy Smackdown put some videos out, I believe it's they're going to have a blast. Is it next weekend?
1: Yeah, I think it's this coming weekend, isn't it? It's like the first weekend of yeah. June. Yeah. So.
0: That would be awesome. If you guys yeah. are in the area, please go to that event. Please support that event.
1: Yeah, especially since so many events have been canceled. It's nice to see one happening. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, going to be a blast. Um, kind of
1: gives us a little bit of hope for other things coming up. You
0: guys are our new hope. Don't yeah. screw it up. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and one other thing, uh, Richard, you were talking about Run Rider videos. Yes, sir. Uh, have you guys ever heard of a gentleman by the name of Pete Neotis? Uh, no, I haven't go-to run rider and i tried to play it just a minute ago i hope there's nothing that's i don't think i can play it and do what we're doing right now at the same time no,
0: most likely not
2: but uh, in 2000 i believe it's 2006 there's a noontime demo of pete and the Otis, and pete was flying for thunder tiger i believe uh, so he was flying a Raptor 90, um, but he does a routine that has a, that incorporates incorporates a lot of pirouetting uh, maneuvers uh, or pirouetting flight. And um, you, Pete and the Otis, he I I don't know what happened to. The you day. said it was IRCHA
0: 2006. Uh, I believe so. I'm just looking real quick. Yeah, Pete Neotis. It's about a quarter way down the page. Yeah, there's a noontime demo.
2: I can. Uh, I'll check that out. I mean, if that's the video that I think it is, uh, maybe put a link up on there. But. Talking about being outside of the box, you know, you didn't see people fly with fly bars doing all this stuff. Uh, but that dude right there was a fantastic pilot.
0: Yeah. It's, there's a whole bunch of people in here that probably aren't in the hobby oh, still, is. but there's, I mean, there's some Bobby, Bobby Watts videos and Nick Maxwell videos. There's a lot of styles to go through. Oh yes. Uh, and it's free.
2: Andy rumor, uh, with logo.
0: Yeah. It's it's just, it's just some good stuff to watch. If you guys are looking for new, if you feel like you are getting into a rut and you want some new maneuvers and stuff, get on here and look, there's a ton of content all in one place with videos of different people, different flying styles, different years, go and pick up a different maneuver and get on the sim and practice it. Well, that's all I have guys. Cool. Brent can get the outtakes. Uh.
1: Sure. And we want to thank the other podcasts for doing what they do and giving us something to listen to. So we've got the heli heads with skids, yard sale, Gucci, and fence post. We've got freefall RC with Kevin, Steve, Andy, and George.
0: Hold on, hold on. That's Kevin. Yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> got skids up with Paul, Frank, and Javier. Check out, they have had a couple of short episodes lately, and they're really good. Uh, BK Podcast with Bert and Kyle, uh, Telerotor with Rich, Mike, Robert, and Mike, and I'm not going to even try the the accent this time.
0: Ozzy <laughs> Mawzy and Jeff Smott.
1: There you go. Inverted Down and Under. They have a new one out too, so I've listened to part of that one. Uh, the RC Element with Todd, and then we, again, sat in by only one Bill Ann YouTube channel, but go check him out, yeah. Bill Ann YouTube.
0: No bacon, no cookies, no more.
1: No, no. I lost a lot of weight, though, since that. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: if you guys need to get a hold of me, uh, you can message me on Facebook. It's Richard Spiegel. Or you can email me at heli at gmail.com. If you have user feedback, I'll take either. Or you can post on the Facebook page, on the Houdini page, if you want. I think you can. Uh, I try to give updates on there every now and then for show status and so, so forth and so on. Uh, Kenny, how can they get a hold of you?
2: Uh, you can reach me on Facebook
1: at Kenny Sierra. Nice. And Brent? Uh, you can reach me on Facebook at Brent Gottlieber or on Heli Freak under Teacher Brent.
0: Nice. Appreciate you guys listening. Stay in the box. We'll see, see you guys. guys next week.
2: See ya. See you, guys.